live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo with the Education Indaba program with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. Yes, alhamdulillah, it is Sunday the 14th of June 2015, corresponding with the 26th of Sha'aban 1436. Alhamdulillah, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program. Uh, we have received quite a number of SMSs and there's still a few, uh, so we will be dealing uh, with those inshallah. Uh, then we will also be linking up, I believe it's a telephonic link up that we will be having uh, with Mrs. Hestia Orchid, who is the ECD program manager at the West Coast TV at College. And we remember that there's an SMS Yashira from one of our listeners earlier on with regards to the uh, N5 and the N6 course, which we will then put to her. Uh, any other questions related to the TV sector, uh, you can send us your SMS to the number 47913, the SMS line 47913. Then also just to remind the listeners that at 8 o'clock, inshallah, we will be having in studio with us uh, Sheikh Shahid Iso. We will be dealing with uh, education with an Islamic perspective. And we are going to be ch- chatting to the Habibia Children's Home. Uh, and we're hoping to have in studio with us Khairunisa James, who is a child and youth care worker. And then also uh, we will be uh, taking Islam to Lanesburg. So do stay tuned then to the program called the Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. Now just quickly going back to the SMS line. Uh, there's an SMS which we received, uh, let me see, okay, from 5998, yes, Yasira, um, it's fine, uh, it says, Salam still busy with exams, we're writing until end of next week, we will only get report cards next term, hectic last few weeks for me, and that comes from Yasira Fisher. I remember she sent us an SMS to say, my mommy said she's going to buy me this when the increase comes through. <laughs> and now she's saying no too little increase to buy. And that upset um, uh, Yasira Fisher. And we asked you now, how's the exams going? And that was her response. Alhamdulillah, um, Like I said, you said you were wondering if she's still studying and writing. And what I surmise and pick up from Yasira is that she will give her all until the end and that very last paper that she writes next week, inshallah. And I'm sure when we when she comes back and she gets to report in the third term, Ridwan, that um, it will be a favourable one um, in her favour, of course. And then it's only still, you know, two terms and then we're off to high school. So I'm quite excited for her. Um, I don't think Rukshana is as excited because when children go to high school, they grow up very, very fast. But inshallah, um, Yasira can hold her own. So I, I'm not really worried, Ridwan. Okay. And then remember, Rushana, that is Rushana Fisher, we extended an invitation to actually have Yasira on air with us for a particular program. Uh, that brings me to the whole issue around education in Dava during the month of Ramadan. I'm not too sure whether it has been confirmed yet, Yasira, uh, but my information is that education in Dava will air during the month of Ramadan on Sunday evening, inshallah, with a new time slot, and it will be from 9 till 11 the evening. So the new time slot for education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo. We will continue during the month of Ramadan and the new time slot will be then from 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. inshallah. Then there's another SMS from 0351. 
Asi assalamu alaikum ma if i only switched on the radio now i forgot about the show can you please okay let me just refresh by itself quickly let me just find it now okay can you please repeat what the latest is regarding the wage negotiations kanala will be greatly appreciated shukran can you please repeat around 720 okay so we'll wait for around 720 and then assist our listener in that regard then there's another sms from 2599 assalamu alaikum i'd like to know if one should receive a housing allowance if one is not teaching at all after having been boarded and that's obviously medically boarded uh, we will give a response to that one and then there's another sms which i'm going to acknowledge from 3868 regarding a dstv inquiry that um with the listener's permission i will refer to uh, our program manager uh, for them to give a response inshallah on that note we're going to go for a quick ad break and when we come back we'll continue with the program called education in daba here on the voice of the cape Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo with education in the program with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasir Adonis. Once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program and we invite you to send your SMSs to the number 47913, the SMS line 47913. Now I have acknowledged few of the SMSs and I'm going to say the 2599 that's the last four digits of your cell phone uh, we will get back to you as it regards to the issue of the housing allowance then 0351 requested an update on the wage negotiations uh, do stay tuned we will give you uh, you know another update or a reminder of what had happened but I believe we have our next guest on the line and we're going to be speaking about um ECD programs within the TVET sector. I believe we have online the ECD program manager at West Coast TVET College, and that is Mrs. Hestia Orchid. Um, Mrs. Hestia, very good evening to you. Hi, good evening. Uh, thank you for taking out from your time, particularly on a Sunday evening, you know, to share with us a bit more about the ECD programs, uh, etc., at the West Coast TVET College. Can we start the discussion this evening, um, uh, Ms. Orchid, about asking how long have you been involved, you know, as the ECD program manager at West Coast College? This would be my sixth year that I'm busy here at the college. <laughs> Okay and uh, now we received um an SMS earlier on and I'm just trying to locate that particular SMS um and as soon as I find that one maybe Yasira if you want to miss okay no I've got it here <coughs> there's an SMS from 3065 it says um I have my level 5 and did my N6 at College of Cape Town do I still have to do my 4 years at UNISA to get my BEd I'm currently in a grade R class are you able to assist on that question Yes, sure. Um, she will, if she wants to study her BEd at UNISA or any other um, uh, university, she will um, have to start. She will have to do her four full years. However, I'm sure I, I know UNISA is in a process where they are um, exempting them of certain credits. However, I'm not sure how much how much they will be. Um, um, 
yeah, how, how, how many credits they, will, uh, they won't have to do. Because unfortunately, you see the level five is only the beginning of a diploma. And she also mentioned in her SMA she did it uh, in six. That's good. Mm -hmm, yes. I'm, I'm assuming that's for Educare. Yes. Yeah, that's a NATED program. And the NATED programs are um, structured. You do your six months in four, six months in five, and then six months in, in six. And then you have to do an 18-month work-based component. And after that, you get a diploma. So if she, if she stopped at N6, then she didn't complete that qualification. So I'm not sure how a um, university will, will look at that. Okay. If you understand, yeah. Yes, no, I understand what you're saying. Thanks very much for that one. Now, why we tried getting you online was that last week we discussed the whole issue around early childhood development and the ECD centers, etc. And then some of our listeners, you know, were concerned about the fact that um, at, for example, some of our TVET colleges, um, we have students enrolled in the ECD program, but yeah. the information they have is that these ECD programs are not accredited. Uh, what is your comment on that? Um, I can't comment for all the colleges, however, I can actually say that um, if for this learnership, this particular um, level four that most learners are enrolled at the, the six FET colleges in the, um, or now TVET colleges, mm -hmm. um, those are all accredited courses. We, they wouldn't get the funding to roll out if it was not accredited. So I'm not sure if the learner, yeah, it would be good if I could maybe get a bit more information to um, respond on that, but the NQF level four, one, four and five that's offered currently at the colleges are all accredited. Okay, thanks very yeah. much. So I'm hoping that the listener who sent us those um, uh, inquiries last week, if you are tuned in then to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo, we do have online the ECD program manager at West Coast TVET College, and that is Mrs. Hestia Orchid. And she is confirming for us that all, or particularly the ECD uh, learnings, uh, learnership, sorry, NQF Level 4, that these are in fact uh, all accredited and that is why they are receiving funding. That is the correct information, uh, Ms. Orchid? Yes, yeah. Okay, so if we can have that listener, maybe just to, maybe if you are tuned in to send us a follow-up uh, question uh, to that. Um, yes, there maybe any other comment from, from your side very quickly? Shukran, Riran. I think the concern was, you know, what's currently happening with those who are in um, your kind of grade R classes who have finished, you know, um, either level four or level five, they are now called ECD practitioners. And the department was saying in the Department of, of, of Education mm -hmm. that in order to teach grade R or to be an educator in a grade R class, the requirements are as follows, that you need to complete level five, six, either have some kind of grade R diploma. And I think that's what Mrs. Orkus was making reference to. When you do your 18th month practical program, etc., and so on, some um, native course, then you would get a diploma, and, and to some extent that would be recognized. But what the department is saying is, we're giving you this time, these are the options that are available, but we want a qualified educator in those classrooms, which means you need to complete your B.Ed. or start enrolling um, at either UNISA or um, CPUT's campus um, in Mowbray or UWC or wherever these programs are offered.
COVID. Mm-hmm. And the concern that came from the learner, um, especially at this particular at, college, at, at was that I am now doing my level four. I've been doing the program um, since level one for the past four years. I am enrolled there. There is some talks that this is not being accredited or recognized. And I think that was in lieu of saying, look, great art practitioners need to become qualified in the formal sense where they have a BA degree and I think that could possibly have been the um, confusion around that Um, and was wondering now so if I did this can I then now not be a grade R educator and I think that was was happening and the clarity around it being accredited goes to show look they are funded by CETA I'm thinking of wherever the funding is coming from that it is accredited, it is SACWA approved and yeah. um, whatever deg- positions that they hold at the university or accreditation or um, certificate I think you get for finishing level 4 or yeah. I, I'm not sure, maybe Mrs. Orchid can help us, yeah, that that is still something that is um, accredited and you can still go and work at an ECD center yeah. of your choice in the area that um, you are based yeah, where you're from. Yeah. Look, absolutely. I think the, the, the confusion happened when, um, when for the interim, the education department was allowing grade R teachers to have a level four because there was just so few grade R teachers who were qualified. But unfortunately, as a grade R teacher, you can imagine if you, uh, you have to have knowledge of the whole foundation phase, which means mm-hmm. grade R to grade three. Mm-hmm. And the curriculum for an ECD practitioner, the, the qualifications we offer don't cover all of that because mm-hmm. that's not the aim of the qualification. Mm-hmm. The aim is to cater for, the, for a practitioner to be able to adequately care for a zero to four mm-hmm. slash five-year-old child. Mm-hmm. And what's been happening is that the, the people who enroll, want, they want to become grade R teachers mm-hmm. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that stops them from enrolling for the B it from the start. You know, that if that's the qualification that the education department ultimately requires, then they should do that. If they have matric with matric exemption, mm-hmm. then don't, don't enroll for the level four if that's not really what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But many of the learners don't have access to a BA degree, so they do. They come and do the level four in the hopes that something will change. And I must say, government have done quite a bit of work to try and accommodate these learners. I mean, uh, um, the level five has been developed, and there's now a pilot program where they have developed an NQF level six, mm-hmm. which is a diploma in grade R. And these people will be allowed to be grade R teachers. Okay, so, so you are confirming then that with regards to a pilot project for NQF level 6, uh, the learner would then obtain a diploma in grade R, and yes. this would then be acknowledged by the Western Cape Education Department in order for such a recipient or the person who holds such a diploma to actually go and teach formally in a grade R classroom. Yes, uh, yeah, that's how I understand it. Yeah. Okay, and then your, the, the, the current uh, learners that you have, for example, who's doing the level four and level five, they will be regarded as practitioners, and although so they are teaching in grade R, but they are regarded as grade R practitioners. Is, is that correct? Yeah, I don't really think that, I, I don't really think the, the, the word practitioner or teacher will, you know, I don't think there's an issue. I think it isn't, I think the, the level four and the level five is accepted, but it's an interim thing. Mm. 
I think that that I think there there is a time frame attached to it. I might be wrong, but I think by 2019, all um, grade R teachers must at least have the diploma or a degree. Okay, yes, you want to comment? No, correct. I think I think the confusion comes around, Ridwan. Um, if you're looking at, we've had a, a, quite a burst in grade R's um, centers being set up either at school or, or in the community. Now, there's a difference between grade R and an ECD center. And if you listen correctly, it's an ECD course, which means the primary focus is for stimulation and facilitation of learners age naught to four. However, yeah. they can still assist learners who are five to six and would be currently placed in a grade R class and not necessarily in the ECD center. So most of the learners who come out of the TVET colleges has the idea that I'm going to teach grade R. Now we look at R is a, fun, it's a it's a fundamental aspect of our foundation phase in mm-hmm. preparation for grade one. And so when we look at what is being taught in the curriculum, because there is a curriculum for grade R and how it should be taught, you cannot compare um, a qualified educator with the pedagogics and the didactics, etc. and so on to what was to the content of the courses um, being taught at your TVET colleges for yeah. your levels one to four or five. Now, if you surpass that and you go to, to six, you get the diploma in grade R, which means it obviously went beyond that around how do I teach and assess, etc. and so on. Yeah. Look, in the, the, the ECD level five do cover the new CAPS curriculum, and all of that is built into the... Um, into the level five, but I can understand why government feels that's not sufficient to teach grade R. And in the the deep rural areas, you really have, um, the, and, and I honestly, I can say the teachers that go through ours, we have got the most amazing grade R teachers currently in our level five and level four classes. There's really nothing wrong with the quality. Um, but I can understand that, that government wants um, degrees and and diplomas yeah i think it's an issue around them moving towards as you pointed out the 2019 figure and that all educators should then be qualified educators because if memory serves me uh, we've also had questions from ecd practitioners saying they are teaching grade r classes yet their salaries for example are not that of a qualified educator mm-hmm. and further to that the question was you know is there a standardized salary for our grade R practitioners. Maybe mm-hmm. just a comment from your side on that one. Yes, there is. There is definitely a... Um, if you are a registered grade R school with the Department of Education, then you get subsidy, and tied to that subsidy is a very specific salary for the teacher. Okay. So there, yeah, mm-hmm. there, is a, there is definitely a salary scale for a grade R teacher. Okay, so there are salary scales applicable for grade R educators, and would that be for either level four or level five as well? Or would it be different, or is it the same? I would, I would assume it should be the same. I mean, you can't, if you employ a person to do a grade R post, you would have to pay. However, I just, uh, I just want to mention, you must keep in mind your community-based um, ECD centers with grade R. If they are not registered with the department, then they can decide the salary. They don't have to adhere to any 
Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to, for example, a school that has an SGB post yeah. and they are employing an R, a great R uh, uh, educator or practitioner in the school governing body post that the salary would then be determined by the school governing body almost of sorts. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, and the interesting thing for me, uh, Ms. Orchid, you know, is the issue that you mentioned that there is a, currently a pilot underway, uh, which is an N, uh, NQF level 6 um, yeah. diploma yes. for grade R, and this would obviously then uh, you know, allow them to actually move towards the issue of being qualified uh, as a grade R educator. Yes. Okay, uh, yes, maybe just any quick other questions or comments from your side and just to remind our listeners once again uh, that we have online Mrs. Hestia Orchid who is the ECD program manager at the West Coast TVET College. If you have any questions you can participate in the program by sending us your SMS to the number 47913. The SMS line 47913. Nine one three. Yes, sir. Shukran, Ridwan. I think it's nice that we have clarity around this. Um, a lot of people who are in grade R, you know, becoming quite tense around the fact, like, what's going to happen to me? Will I be taken over by the SGB, or will I still receive the the subsidy or stipend that I receive every month that the department allows for grade R um, practitioners who are attached to a school or a registered ECD site? We must also look that um, you know the upskilling of these grade R educators mm. of the up, utmost at most importance. Um, I think my outreach centers around grade R's and what is taking place and how we facilitate development um, within the institutions be it community-based or at schools. So, um, you know, this clarity brings new things to light and I would like for the grade R practitioners out there or whoever educators in grade R, you know, to forward these kinds of questions. We can always sort clarity around it and also maybe look at what would be the way forward, what other things are in place for them to either be recognized or for job security or mm-hmm. how do they enroll for the BA degree um, should they opt to do so, Ridwan? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would like to mention, um, may I? Yes, <laughs> no, of course. Um, I, I I would like to mention that I think often there's uh, so so much misinformation and miscommunication, and this whole um, the whole ECD drive that the colleges took on was an initiative um, by the social sector, which was absolutely aimed at the um, after a, a massive uh, nationwide audit they. They determined that 60% of the zero to um, six-year-old child was in living in dire poverty, and they were not being adequately cared for. So EPWP have made so much funding available to train ECD practitioners to um, to assist and, and support and to, to you know to uh, to build a stronger ECD community. And um, and it's quite frustrating that all these, you know, that the bulk of our learners want to leave that field, you know, after so much money has been invested in them, and they want to move on to primary school teaching. So that's from 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 the from my I'm I'm not speaking for all the colleges, but but from my side, that's quite, you know, that's just another way to look at it, which is quite frustrating. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, you, we work hard to get the ECD field to improve that, and then the, you know, the, the learners actually aspire to to move out. 
if I can put it like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that more than uh, in, in some instances have uh, an issue with regards to the salaries, I think, and I think mm-hmm. that is why they're moving. Yeah. Uh, because I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm positive, you know, that with regards to uh, the salary of a practitioner versus the salary of a qualified Absolutely, educator, yeah. there's, a, there's a huge difference. Even if you look mm-hmm. towards this NQF level 6, uh, in terms of a diploma, if you have a diploma currently in education, you'd be regarded as an RQV 13, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, qualified educators start with RQV 14 now. And if one looks at the difference in terms of a salary of RQV 13 to RQV 14, you know, it really seems to be a, a massive gap uh, yeah, between that. Um, but, Mrs. Orca, just do stay on the line. We're going to have to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll continue with the program called the Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape. What can you do to help the cold, homeless and destitute against the harsh elements of winter? Sanzaf appeals to you to help protect those less fortunate than ourselves by donating clothing, blankets and tin foods for distribution. It's the least you can do. For more information, visit sanzaf.org.za or contact 0861-726-923. Sanzaf, changing lives through development and relief. When you need a panel beater, you want peace of mind. Alpha Body Works is approved by all major insurance companies. We're also VW approved because our collision repair center produces exceptional results, backed by superior service. Not only do we collect and deliver your vehicle, we have 18 courtesy cars for your convenience. Alpha Body Works is simply steps above the rest. Call 021-691-9333 or visit alphabodyworks.coza. Terms and conditions apply. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called The Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. And yes, alhamdulillah, as we said, it is Sunday the 14th of June 2015, corresponding with the 26th of Sha'ban 1436. And if you have just joined us, we are joined online by Mrs. Hestia Orchid, who is the ECD Program Manager at the West Coast TVET College. And we're chatting about um, early childhood development, the, um, uh, 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 what do you call this thing, the NQF levels <laughs> and all of those things. And um, if you have any questions for her, you can send us those uh, to the number 47913, SMS line 47913. Now, I do have an SMS here from 3065, and it says, Assalamu alaikum, shukran for all the information. If you do the grade R diploma, do you then receive a WCED salary or the grade R subsidy? And the grade R subsidies are paid under the quintile uh, that the school is in. That's another issue, yes, you know, because you've got the various quintiles. <coughs> and obviously, with regards to quintiles, mm-hmm. there could be a variation in the subsidy that's being offered. That's not something we thought of. But anyway, Mrs. Uh, Orchid, uh, any comment on that particular one? Yes, sure. Um, what, what this person is referring to is either being employed, having um, a department, um, departmental post, meaning she's actually getting paid straight from, from WCD, 
or be having a um, HGV boost, like you referred to earlier. And um, having your NQS level 6 doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be employed by the department. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you know that some teachers at, at schools um, are being paid directly from the department and some are being paid by the HGB. That's correct. Okay? So what she's asking is... But those, sorry, those are the ones that have previously been in the in system. system. Mm-hmm. It's where, for example, that great R educator vacates the position either due to natural attrition or due to resignation or to whatever reason, when that post then becomes vacant, it then becomes almost uh, where a practitioner could be appointed and a subsidized post, if one puts it that way. Yeah, the grade R posts in the in, in, um, departmental posts are very scarce. There are very few left. Mm-hmm. When people um, resign from that, they almost the department doesn't, um, as I um, understand, they don't renew the contract. It, it becomes a contract with a school post. Mm-hmm. Um, so the school gets subsidy from the department, and the depo- and the school must pay the um, the the practitioner, the, the salary, which is tied to that subsidy. So the school can't make up a salary. And normally it is the same amount that she would have been paid if she was working for the department. However, I will mention that I, I, I think I heard in a meeting a while ago that there is a, there, there are rumors that the education department is planning on um, establishing new posts within the department for grade R teachers. Well, thanks very much for that. What I can say, though, is that unions, for example, within the Education Labor Relations Council, they are, in fact, fighting for grade R uh, post to become part of the post establishment again as it has been in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the issue that is like you amazing. said, you know, it's, 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 a whole, it's, it's also just moving towards the whole 2019 issue and it's something uh, that is going to not going to happen overnight if one wants to put no. it that way. But I can say that, that labor unions, for example, are very much also for this position of having grade R as mm-hmm. part of the formal um, schooling uh, career and therefore, you know, having those posts uh, included on uh, the staff establishment. Absolutely. Well, thanks very much for that, Yasir. I don't know if you have any questions. Um, thanks very much once again uh, for your time, particularly on a Sunday evening. Is there anything in conclusion maybe that you'd like to comment on? Yes, I would just like to say that um, those great outposts that you are referring to that the union, unions are fighting for, um, the uh, great R is not compulsory yet in South Africa. Mm. So uh, those posts won't be established before Great R forms part of our formal schooling system. It's it's unbelievable, but Great R is still not part of. Uh, it's not compulsory. However, mm. most schools don't accept our students in Great One if you haven't been to Great R. Mm. It's it's just. I mean, the gap. It's just enormous. Mm-hmm. So, well, maybe I think, yeah. you know, uh, uh, off the air, at some stage, maybe we should have a chat, uh, you know, with you as regards to this particular process. Uh, just that at the moment, we uh, labor, in fact, when I say we, sorry, I mean labor now, have mm. in fact withdrawn, you know, from all participation <coughs> with the employer uh, as a result of the uh, wage negotiations that have actually deadlocked. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think maybe Yasir and I would certainly would like to have a chat uh, to you. Maybe we could come to uh, the college and maybe just have a chat to you about that. Yeah, absolutely. You're very welcome. Okay, once again, thanks very much for your time, and we want to wish you everything of the best, and we wish you a pleasant evening. Thank you very much.
Thanks very much. A very good evening to you. And that was Mrs. Hestia Orchid, the ECD program manager at the West Coast TVET College. Now, my attention once again to the SMS line. There's an SMS here from 2124. And it says, uh, I'm just inquiring if you have any answer about the blue books for the private and Muslim schools, as I might have missed out on the feedback, inshallah. Uh, that comes from a concerned educator. Wassalam. A very big shukran to our concerned educator and to all our listeners for the participation to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. Can I say that I don't think we've made any progress in mm-hmm. that regard, but that reminds <coughs> me there was another issue yesterday about uh, another uh, auntie that raised the issue about the track suits, for example. Now, I know Zerina, our producer, had followed up with the school. We're not mm-hmm. going to mention the name of the school at this stage, but I'm hoping that uh, the granny is still tuned into the program. We have spoken to them and it's actually surprising what the school's response was yes uh, yes Ryan for that maybe I'm just gonna go back a small little um, around the the query around textbooks etc for your private and Muslim schools um, the department has given answer to the lack of textbooks um, in our public ordinary school but we still await the answer um, to our particular the second part of the question around um, the schools are being subsidized by WCAD. We are following the same exact curriculum, being private and Muslim schools, either or. Um, so what happens in that scenario? Because I know for a fact um, of a Muslim school who also has a shortage in these books and textbooks for that matter. Um, so we still await that response. Well, Shukran. interesting that, you, that you've raised that, Yasir, and we don't want to be jumping around really, but I believe that, you know, with the whole redesign of district offices, that in fact our private schools, we want to call them those private schools, mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm. will no longer fall under the WCED and I think that also raises another challenge and maybe we could get you know uh, some of our colleagues in or someone to speak particularly mm-hmm. you know uh, about uh, you know our private schools and how that will impact if they are no longer under the auspices Offices. of the Western Cape Education Department uh, we've got a call on the line Assalamu alaikum. okay we're just holding trying to get to latch on to that one quickly I think we've got a caller uh, do we have the call online Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Yes, I you may go ahead. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to have to put you back through to uh, Buta Ishmael, our technician, and then you can okay. give Buta Ishmael the. Shukran Jazilan. Buta Ishmael, just take that okay. one. Alright, Shukran. That was a janaza notice. We thought it was a comment, you know, on <coughs> one of the programs. Now, can I say that there is an SMS here from 2894? I'm hoping that the listener is uh, tuned to this one. It says, um, the last digits of your cell phone, 2894. Um, the, all it says is not one, not on one of your programs. Uh, could you maybe just give us uh, a proper SMS canal? It just says uh, not on one of your programs. Um, on that note, we're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. From Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape.
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo with the Education in Daba program with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. And alhamdulillah, we had an interesting discussion with Mrs. Hestia Orchid, who is the ECD program manager at the West Coast TVET College. Um, we forgot, Yasira, actually to ask you know, if, if uh, any of our listeners would be interested in more information to actually get her contact details. But I'm sure that those details are available from uh, the studios of The Voice of the Cape. And should you require, you can actually just send them mm. one of those. Can I say it once again to the listener, I'm getting quite a number of the same SMSs uh, from 2894. And all it says is not on one of your programs. Um, it's, and it comes up, uh, comes through quite a number of times. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not too sure if you maybe if you would like to resend the message, inshallah, uh, you could do so. Uh, but again, uh, a very big shukran to our listeners. Then just going back to the issue about the tracksuits that we received, there was an inquiry. Uh, Voice of the K followed up with the school, and as we said, we're not going to name the school the school at this stage. Uh, but the response from the school uh, to Voice of the K was that they wanted to know who the concerned parent was, and that they, as a school, would then uh, liaise directly with the parent. Uh, we then said no, the parent would like to remain anonymous. Uh, we just want to know what the challenge is. You know, why can the children not have a tracksuit? Mm. And the school said it's not their policy. So that is where we are at at this stage. And I'm not too sure, you know, whether we're wanting to take that any further. Now, there's another SMS from 9332. And it's quite an interesting one. And it says, Salam, Ridwan. Not once did you speak of Rikons. Now, this is what a problem. I say not from where I come, but I know from where I come. I listen to the yellow SMS, but come on, say, um, en dus maar ja, ik probeer mijn best om Afrikaans te praten. Uh, maar ongelukkig op hierdie stadium met ons geen uh, Afrikaanse gasten in die atelier. Oh, how do you like that? <laughs> oh my goodness, you know, you're like confusing me. <laughs> like, I can't do this. <laughs> you smile and laughing that side and showing me a thumbs up. Well, alhamdulillah, shukran and Dushumaya for the SMS and reminding me uh, that I promised uh, to speak uh, Afrikaans. Uh, but alhamdulillah, just to remind the listeners once again, uh, we've dealt with the tax inquiry. We are going to speak to Zarina, our producer, just to follow up with regards to the issue around the blue books as well. And then uh, the other issue is that the education level program during the month of Ramadan will continue inshallah with a different time slot and that will be from 9pm until 11pm inshallah now I said one of the other newspaper articles that I very quickly picked up was the whole issue around um, plan to foil cheating matrix and that comes from the in the Cape August of Friday June the 12th education department circulates strategy to uh, for prevention of examination irregularities candidates who are considering cheating during their matric exams should think twice as stricter measures to prevent exam irregularities will be implemented this year so it seems you know that uh, there's been a concern around the whole issue of cheating matriculants and the department now intends to put in place uh, stricter measures uh, for that maybe this will be comment from your side I can't remember that we've had any concerns last year with the department particularly in the western Cape, no, in the Western way. Cape we didn't, and you know, I think that's what I want to allude to, is the fact that, you know, in the Western Cape, um, we did not have um, that kind of exposure, exposure to that extent, um, I didn't want that it became a concern, but we did in KwaZulu-Natal, um, I speak under correction. 
Yes, and the correction. <laughs> Where, um, you know, educators and in other provinces, educators were selling the script to students and students would, you know, obviously have the memo. They would get everything right the same and everything wrong the same. Um, other educators would help beyond, um, you know, what they're supposed to do. They are invigilators. They would come in, um, say, speak to editors in the question paper or something that might not be clear. So we had that kind of things happening. Um, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of children had to rewrite, some could not rewrite um, and they would not do matric in that year unless you go to a TVET college mm-hmm. etc so on but I you wouldn't. I know there was there were maybe some issues around you know the IT, what do you call that uh, CAT? Yes correct you I are correct. I think there were some problems with that mm-hmm. paper but not uh, with any of the others Muff, okay? You are correct Ridwan um, but I think this this and, and also with the memos you know what answers right, what answers wrong etc and so on um, and how it was teaching so there was a lot of concerns around the end of the year exams, Ridwan. And I think to clamp down on that and say um, educators are not allowed near any of the classrooms where the children are writing. The invigilator would, you know, either ask for help or clarity on something. The educator should not be there. And also you would have group copying, Ridwan, where they would, you know, assist each other within the exam room. Um, that was also highlighted. And I think the Minister of Edu- for the Western Cape, Debbie Schaefer is eliciting to that and saying, look, this is not on. We are going to put measures in place where we are going to prevent any type of copying, not just group copying or question papers being sold, etc. and so on. Any type of fraudulent behavior when it comes to your matric exams is now going to be under a very close for watchful eye and um, would not be tolerated with the same kind of sanction as it was in the past, Ridwan. Okay, shukran for that, Yasira. It seems, Yasira, that, you know, this evening I'm very much impressed, I have to say, you know, you, you've contributed to all of the uh, topics that we have uh, had to discuss and not only contributed but contributed extensively uh, and with full knowledge of the content Shukran Ridwan <laughs> Okay, so uh, inshallah as we say do stay tuned to the program called Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo uh, we are going to be helping with, waiting to, uh, to have to join us in student that is uh, Sheikh Shahid Iso and we are going to look at the Habibia Children's Home and we are hoping to have in studio with us Khairunisa James who is a child and youth care worker uh, Sheikh will also be taking Islam to Lanesburg so do stay tuned to the program called Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape if I have missed out any of your SMSs I do apologize for them I'm just trying to go through them once again Again, I know there was the one listener who asked for the update. Yes, just give a quick update on the on the wage negotiations very quickly. Shukran, Ridwan. As it stands, um, we are still fighting for the 7%. The department has loaded on the 10th of June 6.4%, which was not the agreed um, percentage signed off on the 19th of May. This has been loaded onto the system nationally on the 10th already and has been paid out by the department and will possibly refi- reflect tomorrow. Um, currently, they have not loaded the 28% for the medical aid nor the housing allowance. And what has happened now is that the, de- the department, <laughs> um, all unions have now withdrawn from any um, negotiations or interactions um, from 
collective bargaining that is um, with the Department of Education um, and we are still awaiting the legal opinion that it ran from both us, um, well, if I say us as NAPTOSA or the unions um, WCD has obviously had their own one and then the PSCBC would have their own one to look at both agreements and then make a decision from the on Redwood. Okay, shukran for that, Yasira. I hope our listener caught uh, that particular response from Yasira yeah. uh, because there was a request that we just, you know, revisit the update because the listener wasn't tuned in uh, to the program uh, when we dealt with an update on the wage negotiations. Now, if there are any, I'm not sure, I know there's been very many, you know, changes since the time when I wrote my metric exams, for example, to current. I know nowadays you have to take your, uh, your ID book with you. So yeah. they're trying to put a lot of other measures yes. in in place, you know, to secure uh, that there is no uh, irregularities, for example, with regards to the metric examinations. And just to confirm, yes, you are correct. Um, that the, the 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 copying scandal, in fact, was in KwaZulu Natal, and I believe in the Eastern Cape. So, Correct. although the Western Cape has not been mentioned, yeah. um, these uh, processes are, would also be implemented uh, for the prevention of exam ir- yeah. irregularities within the Western Cape. Correct, Ridwan. And I think um, the proaction from the minister, Ridwan, is a good one, saying, "Look, prevention is always better than cure. Let's prevent any um, unforeseen circumstances that could take place." You know, when opportunities are there, people tend to take them, unfortunately. And matriculants are quite stressed during this time of the year. They would do anything to afford themselves, you know, a good pass where they could go to university. Sometimes um, the anxiety that they face during this period of time, you know, might might not call for your optimal lateral thinking at that point. Um, so she is saying, I'm going to implement this. This is what's going to take place. And obviously saying we are going to learn from what has happened in other provinces did one. The Eastern Cape one was the teacher sending the question papers and in the KZN it was, you know, your kind of group copying thing or where papers were also leaked and memorandums. Okay, shukran for that, Yasira. And uh, as we said, Yasira, you seem to be on the ball this evening with all the relevant information. Uh, so it's good to have you in studios in order to, uh, you know, get in other different specialists, etc, etc, etc. Now there is an SMS here from 0351. Uh, Salam, shukran, I got it. Your program is Extremely important and informative. Looking forward to your show. Uh, very big shukran there to our listener for their participation. Uh, and we, yeah, Yasira, we've got Yasira in studio, so she has all the relevant information <laughs> with her. Once again, zero three five one. Shukran, we acknowledge your particular SMS. Um, I do see uh, Sheikh Shahid is so easier. So before we get uh, Sheikh in studio, just an update on the Janaza notices. It is. The